you don't get something for nothing. Anything you've ever acquired required you to work for it in some way, shape, or form. And the things that we're asking and believing God for are no different. We're going to have to play a part in getting what we want. Depending on what it is, there's a certain level of preparation that goes into us receiving from God. There are some things that I'm believing God for, and what I'm learning is God's preparation process isn't exactly what we'd expect. And I shouldn't be surprised because his word does say that his ways are different from our ways. And you can find that in Isaiah 55, 8. God's preparation involves more inner work than it does outer, meaning he's going to help you get your mind right. He's going to help you get your attitudes in check so that you get what you've asked for and not sabotage yourself by operating in ways that are anti your request. You're listening to episode 21 of Notice Self Diaries, and today I'm going to share with you the four areas I'm learning God will help you to work on in preparing you for what you've asked him for. I'm your host, Alicia Ward. As I mentioned earlier, like you, I'm trusting God for some things too. And what my preparation process is teaching me is that we all want to experience life on a higher level. But in order for that to be possible, we have to be willing to do what God says. When he says to do it, even when it's hard, even when it's challenging, even when it makes us a bit uncomfortable. Because until we do, we won't get what we've prayed for. God is not going to continue to allow us to sit in our comfort zone and expect great things to happen. He's going to push us out of our comfort zone so that we can see that there's so much more outside of that bubble that we've gotten so used to being in. That was my first lesson or my first reminder rather that this next level that we're trusting God to take us to, it's going to require a new version of us. It's going to require, again, us being bold and courageous to step out of our comfort zone, even if we're fearful, even if we're unsure. That means that certain behaviors, certain mindsets, and certain attitudes will be stripped away in order for us to align with what we've asked God for. And if I can be honest, the process will be uncomfortable at times. It will be challenging. We may even question if what we've asked for is worth all the headache and all the stress that we're going through to get it because it's going to challenge everything in us to align with what we're asking God for. And what I want to tell you and myself is that it's going to be worth it. We're going to be so much more happier. We're going to experience a greater level of excitement once we get over the mental hurdle of what it requires from us to get what we want. Again, our preparation process and God's preparation process are vastly different. And so one of the things that God will help us to straighten out in order to receive from him is our intentions. Why do you want what you want? One of the things that I I am believing God for 
it actually stemmed from fear. All sorts of what-ifs started to pop up in my mind the moment I decided to go after this particular goal. And for a moment, I was hesitant to even bring my request to God because I wasn't even sure if I was worthy of it. I wasn't sure how it was going to work out. As I said, all sorts of what-ifs, all sorts of negativity started to pop up in my mind. And I soon learned that Once our desires are powered by fear, that is going to hinder us from receiving from God because it would be all that we focus on. We will be taking our attention away from what God can do, away from his power, and we would focus so much on our fears that we would forget that nothing, and I mean nothing, is too big for God. No obstacle is too threatening. So until we shift our focus and our attention to what God is able to do by soaking up his word day and night, taking in scripture after scripture after scripture that encourages our faith and reminds us of his undefeated power, our fear will rob us of that thing that we're desirous of experiencing or having. Don't get me wrong. It's okay to acknowledge that you're fearful. It's okay to go to God. And say, God, this one is shaking me up. This, this is a big one. I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't even think this is possible for me. It's okay to be honest with God about that. But after that's said and done, we have to now move our intention from wanting what we want out of fear to now desiring that thing for good reason. My encouragement to you would be to take some time and sit with your requests. What good reason can you put beside each and every one of them if it is you have more than one that will help you to be less fearful and more hopeful, more trusting in God and what he's able to do? Find positive reasons for wanting what you want. If that proves to be challenging, if you can't think of something positive to attach to your goal, attach to your desire because fear is overwhelming you so much, you know my thing, ask God to help you. Ask God to help you align your intentions from a place of positivity as opposed to a place of fear. The second thing that God will work on is our attitudes. God is going to reveal you to you. Let's take a look at those who desire their own home, for example. Some of us might get easily caught up in the aesthetic of our future home. You know, our choice of tile, our lighting fixtures, the wall colors, the type of furniture we want to have, the type of appliances. We get caught up in how we want the house to look. The first thing that would come to mind won't necessarily be getting our spending habits under control or becoming more disciplined when it comes to saving. That's God's approach. That is how God differs from you and me. He looks at the deeper attitudes that are going to affect us down the line and not just what lies on the surface. So in preparing us for the things we ask for, he'll often take us to the not-so-glamorous route and he would address the underlying attitudes that will hinder us from getting what we've asked for. From my own experience, I can say that this was one of the more uncomfortable parts of God's preparation process because when someone reveals to you the not-so-nice things about you, it doesn't really settle well with you. God reveals us to us, and that isn't exactly the easiest thing to work through. I'm being very honest with you. It isn't easy for God to tell you, 
oh, you're going to need to cut back on that. You're going to need to stop doing this. You're going to need to just get rid of this completely. You're not good at handling X. You're not good at managing this. It's not easy when God starts to unearth those attitudes that you were either aware of and didn't pay attention to or you had no idea even existed. When God started to show me my attitudes and mindsets that would hinder me from moving forward, some things were surprising to learn about because I never noticed those attributes about myself before until God started to reveal them to me. And other things, I'd be, I would say, were very hard to hear and digest because I wasn't ready to do what was required to change. But again, I had to ask myself the question, how bad do I want what I really want? Am I going to let this attitude that I can fix, that I can change, that I can work on, really stop me from getting what I want? Am I really going to argue with God? Am I really going to put up a resistance because I have a hard time digesting him showing me to me? We have to really ask ourselves what's more important. And if your goal, if your desire is more important, then you're going to have to say, you know what, I'm going to do the work, even when it's hard, even when it's uncomfortable, even if I hear some some constructive criticism that's going to kind of rub me the wrong way. We're going to have to push through that keeping in mind what we're working towards, what's on the other side. And that is fulfillment, enjoyment, success, prosperity, and all those good things. When I first learned about my not-so-pleasant attitudes, it was a fight for me to mentally get it together. A fight. My ego started to rear its ugly head, and whenever my mentor would point certain things out or whenever she would correct me on certain behaviors... I would put up a resistance because, as I said, when you hear the not-so-nice things about yourself, it's not always easy to digest. But God had to humble me real quick and remind me, you're the one that came to me and asked me for this. You're the one that told me to prepare you for this. This is what it takes. This is what you're going to need to work on. And so if we can humble ourselves and say, you know what, God, okay, I'm going to work on this. Even though this kind of stings, even though this is a bit challenging, I'm going to work on it. Sometimes we get so used to operating in one way that the thought process alone of changing scares us. Trust me, I can identify with that. And so sometimes our knee-jerk reaction to our fears is to put up a wall or to complain about how hard things are. But take it from me, those kind of attitudes don't fly with God. And if he specifically selected someone to help you, that attitude is going to turn them off from helping you. So when things get challenging, when things get get frustrating and the resistance to do better starts to set in, talk to God. I would tell God exactly how I'm feeling in the moment and I would ask him to help me. I would say, God, this is hard. Please help me. There's no need to be all stush and all overly spiritual with God. No, no, no. Go to God real. If something hurts it hurts if something is hard it's hard god knows and he understands that change can be difficult he knows that the process of change will cause all sorts of emotions and attitudes to come to the surface and that's why he encourages us to call on him when we're in trouble and he will help us and you can find that in psalms 50 verse 15 another word for trouble is difficulty 
that same scripture is a reminder that we can always go to God when things get hard and he will help us through it. He doesn't want us to give up when things start to get challenging. Instead, God wants us to let him in when things get hard so that we can face the difficulty together. He wants to be by your side, helping you. He doesn't want to be at a distance and watch you struggle. Believe it or not, but allowing God to assist you when things get hard, being open with him and telling him when things are challenging, it actually further helps to strengthen your relationship with God. Because every time you go to him with a difficulty and you allow him to help you and he comes through for you over and over and over again, you'll eventually develop a confidence and a reliance in God through those experiences because you'll be learning for yourself that nothing really is hard for God and regardless of how challenging the situation how challenging developing the new habit how challenging developing the new mindset how challenging letting go of certain behaviors will be whether it's big small or in between God has your back so for me my new approach whenever I feel overwhelmed about changes in my behavior I go and I talk to God about it. I tell him how I'm feeling and I'm honest in sharing with him how uncomfortable the change is. And then I trust him to help me. I trust him to help me get through it. Lately, that looks like him sharing a new perspective with me, for example, so that I can view things differently. Or it may look like him reminding me of the benefits of making the change. Remember, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. That is something my mentor taught me. If you hear a dog barking, just know it's my neighbor's dog. I tell you now, when it comes time for me to record, these animals just show up like they want to be part of the show. They want to be part of the production team. First, it's a cow and now it's a dog. Like... <laughs> So if you just happen to be hearing a dog barking in the back in the background, I'm so sorry. There's not much I can do about that, but I hope it's not interrupting the flow of what I'm trying to communicate to you today. So the third area that God will help us to work on as we continue to trust him for the desires of our hearts is our mindset. God's preparation is more about getting your mind right. Until we believe with all our hearts, that what we've asked God for is possible and that we deserve it, trusting God to make it happen is going to be a bit of a challenge. This is where the mental work starts. After we've prayed and asked God to grant us a new beginning or bless us with the thing that we never thought possible, we now have to operate as though it's already ours. So coupled with maintaining right attitudes, the other task of our preparation process now includes daily visualization. Some of you may be familiar with this, some of you may not, but in simple terms, visualizing is basically taking the time out to see yourself having what you've asked for. Until we're in possession of our request, we have to immerse ourselves in the feeling of already having it. When you feel good, you attract good. The Bible even says in Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Even if it's just for 10 minutes or 5 minutes, set aside some time every day and create a mental picture of your desire in your mind and indulge in the good feelings associated with that mental image. 
The great thing about this exercise is you can do it as often as you want. It's not limited to just morning and night or just the morning. Whenever you want to just take a moment to just sit with your desire, feel good about it, see yourself enjoying it, smiling, laughing, telling your friends about it, telling your family about it, testifying about it to your church family, whatever the case may be. You can do that as often as you want. And the more you envision yourself enjoying the thing or things you're believing God for and you hold that feeling until it happens, until it manifests, the sooner you'll actually get to experience it and actually have it, touch it, feel it. It's like being a child again. Remember when we were small and we used to pretend that we were doctors or that we were mommies with our dolls or we were fast drivers. Remember when we were kids and we used to pretend? That is exactly the attitude God wants us to have when we take the time out each day to visualize having our desires. The big difference being is that we're now trusting God, the one who says everything is possible with him, anything he can do. We're trusting him to make our dream a reality as opposed to aimlessly hoping that it would one day happen as we did when we were children. Remember God says to ask and you'll receive and also says that nothing again is impossible for him. And again, he reminds us in Jeremiah 29, 11, which is one of my favorite scriptures, that his plans are to bring us prosperity, not disaster. His plans for us is to bring us the future that we hope for. You hear that? God wants to give you the future that you hope for. So when you create that beautiful image in your mind of what you want your life to be, whether it is that you want to have a new car, you want to have a new job, you just want a new beginning, whatever that looks like, whatever it is you're desiring, God wants to give it to you. And if you will just take five, ten, however long, it could be just a few minutes to sit with that desire, lay it out in your mind, and indulge in the good feeling you get when you see that image, when you create that image, and you hold on to that. And then couple with that, you thank God in advance for making it happen as if it has already happened. Trust me, you'd be surprised with how quick God comes through for you. My mom, my mentor, pastor, she's everything in one. She always tells us or reminds us that faith moves the hand of God. When you believe deep within yourself that God is going to come through for you, that he's able to come through for you, he's going to want to make sure that he proves you right. Not just one time, but with every request that you have. Take the time to visualize. Indulge in those good feelings, as I said. And thank God in advance for coming through for you, for answering your prayer, for giving you the desire of your heart. My last point, and the most important part in the preparation process, at least in my opinion, is we have to have complete trust in God. The one thing that will try to consume us as we wait on God to answer our prayer, as we wait on him to give us the desire of our heart, is the question of how is God going to do it? And what did we learn in episode 20? The how is up to God. We have to practice. Notice I said practice because it's an ongoing thing. We have to practice to relax and let God work things out. 
God doesn't do things the way that we would expect, obviously. And when we try to conjure up ways in which we want things to be done, we're actually trying to control God, and God is not one to be controlled. He's boss. When we try to figure out how things are going to happen, or when we try to figure things out on our own, or we try to do things on our own, you know what that says to God? That says you don't trust him. So you rather take matters into your own hands because you're sure with yourself. But sometimes when we do that, we actually make things worse or we set ourselves back because things that we didn't see coming sneak upon us and just throw us off. Whereas God sees the bigger picture. That is why we have to give full control over to him. That is why we have to trust him with the details because he is going to make sure that nothing comes between you and that goal and that desire god has a million and one ways to answer our prayer and how he answered your prayer the last time is not gonna be how he answers it this time i honestly think god likes to keep us on our toes he's full of surprises so instead of trying to work out every detail of of exactly how your prayer will be answered why not take a step back and leave it up to God, trusting that he will take care of every single detail, especially the things that you didn't even consider or think about. Lately, whenever I find myself inching towards trying to figure things out on my own or trying to take back that control that belongs to God, Proverbs 3, 5 comes to mind. And you can use that as well to remind yourself that we have to trust God with all our heart and not rely on what we think we know. Again, Proverbs 3 5 tells us to trust in the Lord with all your heart and never rely on what you think you know. Because as I mentioned earlier, we don't know everything, we can't foresee everything. So sometimes we think we're going good and then a curveball comes and we don't know what to do. Whereas if we leave things up to God, some things won't even hit us because what? God would have already blocked that from coming to you we have to relax and trust him how god chooses to answer our prayer is not something for us to stress about god doesn't want us to fret over the details what he does want is for us to leave it up to him he wants us to let him do the heavy lifting again we have to practice to relax and trust him to work everything out with the understanding that he will take care of us. He's not going to fail us. When we ask God to prepare us for the things that we're expecting, the last thing that we thought would happen would be that he'd give us an attitude check. Our intentions would be examined. Our minds would be exercised daily, visualization, and we'd be told to relax and trust him. But that's the thing about God. He's unpredictable. Yet, he always gives us what we need, especially those things we didn't even know we needed. This is why we can trust him to take care of us every step of the way. You've heard me say this before. God sees the bigger picture. He considers things that we don't. And if we truly want what we say we want, our best bet is to trust his guidance and follow his instructions.
Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Notice Up Diaries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you're not already, be sure to follow NTSD on Instagram at Notice Up Diaries. I'll talk to you again in another episode. And until then, take care. Mm-hmm.